I'm Chris from All Things Good and Nerdy, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. I am joined today with my ever-loving, beautiful wife, Mrs. Zuby. That's me. <laughs> and we are here to talk about some magic, some D&D, and some Disney. Magic! <laughs> so, before we begin, let's get some ads out of the way here and roll that clip. Jazzy, what does the calculator say about the shipping costs? It's over $9! What? $9? There's no way that could be right! At LegitMTG.com, we don't charge shipping for any order over $2 or more. We're not like those other guys who make you spend an arm and a leg to get free shipping. Come on down to LegitMTG.com for all your magic needs and be sure to get that free shipping special. That's LegitMTG.com. Visit today. So your father's a nerd. Unfortunately, there's no player's guide to raising a family. But this podcast is meant to be a family's guide to nerdism. Join us, Alec and Zuby, as we go in depth as to what it's like to raising a family of nerdlings and the adventures and hardships of fatherhood. We dive deep into our favorite nerd topics and talk to you about how it's related to raising a family. You can find So Your Father's a Nerd on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt! Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! Alright, so... Usually what I like to do is talk about what's been going on lately and any kind of magic or D&D that I've been playing. Um, any kind of magic that I've been playing has really been not much lately because we just had a vacation. For four days, we were out and about without any kids. And it was wonderful. Yes, it was. <laughs> and... um so haven't really been playing any magic. I did play some with Zoe last night. We were playing our elves versus goblins deck that I made. And when she was playing the goblins, she wrecked my face. <laughs> <laughs> and what I was playing the elves and I just couldn't keep up. Naturally. So there is a <laughs> card and I have it in both decks. Well, similar to it, there's a card in the goblin deck called Reckless One where it has power and toughness equal to the number of goblins you control. And she played three of those. And Elves doesn't really have any spot removal except for 
fighting target creature or doing a giant growth or titanic growth but she had like 10 goblins out on the field and so she was swinging with three 10 tens at <laughs> once and I, I i was blocking as much as i could but she just eventually whittled me down so what's her exact yeah pretty much <laughs> and then so we decide to switch decks where i played the goblins and she played the elves and yeah, it was it was just crazy. Oh, what the hell is that little fly? No, fucking whatever. But um, so she managed to get a really big board of elves really quickly because elves gets you mana quick. And so she she was getting me down. She was getting me down. But I managed to play my own reckless ones with the goblins where I got three of them out and I managed to get like 14 goblins out. And then I just ruined her life. And she cried. She didn't cry. <laughs> she did. She cried. She did not cry. You're... She was mad. Yeah, she was mad, but she didn't cry. Oh, yeah, she did. She did not cry. That's lies. All That's... lies. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so that has been about it for magic. We didn't do any D&D this week. Um, and it something, eh, it was just not a good night. And, you know, Alec and Allie had something come up and then, yeah, I actually, honestly, I wasn't even really feeling it. I wanted to play mainly because it's more of a habitual thing now, but I'm just like, I was almost kind of glad we didn't play because I'm life happens. Yeah. It's change and, you know, people can't connect and, you know, it just happens. yeah, reconnect when everybody's life is less. Crazy. Less. Yeah. <laughs> And Plus, that. we were too amped up for Disney. <laughs> yeah, like when we got back, I was feeling so lazy, and I still haven't even mowed the lawn yet. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. I was going to do it tonight. Yeah, but we had like a tsunami happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sent me that picture, and it was... <sighs> Our backyard was basically the Nile River. Basically, every time it rains, our backyard turns into a giant river. And it's one of the reasons why I can't grow any grass back there. <laughs> and I know we say gutters would help. Yes, they would help just for the edge for oh, right next course. to our house. It would help, but because of the way our house is built, it's on a slant. So no matter what, and plus we have trees everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So there's no way. So yeah, the, 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 the gutters would help, but... It wouldn't help the rest of the backyard. Our no. back, rest of our backyard would still flood. And it's like, I don't know what else to do with it because... It's the way our house is built on yeah. the, the slope. And even on the back porch, you can feel the water just sloping out. That's why everything slopes off the roof and everything. So Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have grass one day, maybe, when we sell it. We just got to pray there's no rain. We'll put some sod back there. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. The back is fine. It's great. It's great. Yeah, and then when it's perfect. And then when they buy the house, it's like, oh, my God, all the sod washed away, <laughs> <laughs> even though it'll be there for like months. Yeah, that, that'll be our life. But other than that, no, not much else has really been going on. Um, we are going to talk about our Disney trip. But that's going to be a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, so. Recently in Magic, actually while we were at Disney, they just had what they called their Pro Tour Tournament happen. Their Professional Tour Tournament, which is not the biggest Magic Tournament of the year, but is one of the top tier tournaments of Magic. And 
as usual, whenever there's a pro tour that comes out, there's always talks of wanting to make magic bigger. There's always talks of wanting to make magic more accessible for viewers to watch. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is right off the bat is you know how to play magic, right? Yes. Is it an easy game for you to watch, even though you know how to play? No. No, because you've seen me watch magic games, I obviously. I don't even like to watch poker online. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And you I love like watch, poker. But I love to watch it on TV. It's, a di- it's there's a difference because um, the view that you get is just different, and then they they're not you can't read the card all that well, and it's just kind of boring. You're talking about magic. Both, but if on the big screen when they have like the world poker tours and stuff like that, I love that. Well, I mean, well, if you're talking about just online, I mean, I can put magic games right on the big TV. Yeah, it still wouldn't make sense because you have to read all the cards. So, but what you're telling me is for an average viewer, you know how to play Magic. You understand the basics of the game. Yes. Even for someone like you, it's not easy to watch. Because you, I guess we would consider you a casual fan of Magic. Yeah. You like you like to play the game, but you're not as invested as you. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know not- no one else that is bigger <laughs> into Magic than you. George. Barnon, no, I don't know him like that though. Oh, you do, and- but I know that you are Barnon, the biggest, and clearly. Yeah, I know. I'm running out of room here. <laughs> I'm running out of room with all my cards, but um, so that has, like I said, this always comes around every single pro tour that happens. That what can we do to make magic more accessible? Um, one of the th- biggest comparisons that always gets made, and I know I've talked about this before, is Hearthstone. Now, you and I, we played I, a crap ton of Hearthstone. I don't even know how to describe it. I freaking love that game. I, I would still play it right now, but, like, I get so, like, entranced. And then you get I don't, angry when you don't I win. I get mad because it's like, <laughs> screw you, I know how to win. Okay. Don't tell me how to win, I know how to win. Okay, so take a game like Hearthstone. If you were to watch a professional match, which I don't, I've never, I've, seen some professional matches it's just not really my thing but with you watching professional hearthstone would you be able to follow along yeah what and why do you think that is because i'm a fan i'm like well, well not just a fan but why do you think it's easier to follow along compared to magic because it's less complicated magic is complicated you gotta like know like it's just more in depth if you're just like randomly and you just randomly find a magic game on like let's say you know youtube or whatever i will have no idea but when i watch hearthstone i love it i i know exactly what's going on maybe it's because you, I'm you more may not into know it. you may not know all the cards but you understand the basics oh i and I, I know it i know yeah. it i may not know that card specifically specifically but that works with that one but it's easier to follow along because i mean i don't know i don't know okay and i guess you could say the same for pokemon yeah oh by the way did you ever redeem those 50 codes i gave you (laughs) all of them 
Yeah, thank thanks to George for that one. George um gave me because he bought a Pokemon card um lot. Like he he bought it from someone who was selling it online, and he him and his son don't play the online game at all. So I told him like my wife loves playing the online game, and he gave me what over fifty codes. I think it was. No, it was exactly fifty codes, and some of those Pokemon were like super like rare or. Some of the them were EXs like, and all oh, that. oh my God, I'm like, I can make decks out of all of these, <laughs> but I don't know how to make that yet. So I'm not, you know. Yeah. Pokemon decks are. I'm not that level yet. Even I'm not really at that level. <laughs> it's, I Let haven't asked the neighbor kid. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no. So basically from what I'm understanding from you, Hearthstone and Pokemon are easier to understand. Um, you know what both those games have in common? What? That your opponent cannot interact with you on your turn. Do you know what I mean? There's no instance. Whereas you go to play something, I can't counter it or I can't kill it right away. Like you to play a Pokemon or a, a um, you know, a Hearthstone that creature. Is, that is true. So in a way, that almost makes it kind of easier to understand. Yeah, your turn, my turn. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, because oh, yeah, yeah. See, I don't. I, I wouldn't get any of that. Why are you wiping this out? And then you, I would have to like explain. It's just more that you have to learn and. Yeah, and there's a lot of different. I mean, even even comparing Hearthstone to Magic, there are different deck archetypes, but there aren't a lot of archetypes where there's Magic decks where you don't have a single land in play and you just basically throw all your cards in your graveyard and then win that way. There's there's a deck that I have, my Legacy Elves deck, I can win turn two just by comboing off. That's insane. Yeah, and then, I mean, that that's just examples there. Um, so, in your opinion, what do you think Magic can do to be easier to watch you know as a spectator do you think it's the online client that can be easier i mean have you seen the online client for magic online no okay well hold on i'm gonna load it up right now and you'll see how awesome it is and by awesome i mean it's not very awesome i just tweeted earlier tonight that oh i freaking i don't even know why i still play this even though i rarely play it but sometimes you know you get the urge to maybe want to play some popper or some commander or something like that and it's yeah it's slow first of all as you can tell just to load up my collection of cards waiting for this crap right here and this i'm not editing any of this out by the way this is all just <laughs> freaking how awesomely slow it is. Um, wow. So, yeah. So, finally. And here's some of my decks that I have. So, hold on. I'm, I'm just going to load up a quick game here. Um, so, you know, this guy's looking for modern. I'm going to play my zombie hunt deck. And my zombie hunt treasure hunt deck. In modern, which has not even any creatures in it at all. And yeah, so, I mean, this is just what it basically looks like here. Um, 
and it's just it's not pretty looking as you can tell i don't even know where to start like where do you go well i mean it's i know how to play magic but like You see, I'm waiting for him to go. It's now my main phase, and then now it's going to go to his turn. And see, it's it's constantly having to click OK, and like I said, it's not very fun to watch. No, because it's not instant enough. It needs to be more instant. Yeah, it's it's very, very dry. Where's the wow? Where's the... Where's the wow? Oh, oh, this guy quit after turn two. So <laughs> trying to show my wife the game Um, here. Let me let me just show you this deck real, real quick. It's super cheap deck. It cost me, what, two tickets, which is like two bucks. Um, So this is the deck. It has 54 lands um, and six spells. Okay. Um, part of the lands that you have here is something called Reliquary Tower, mm -hmm. which is you have no maximum hand size because, remember, normal magic, yeah. if you have more than seven cards, you have to discard. So you normally want that card in your opening hand along with a blue or, like, an island or a swamp. So this is going to be your main win condition. Zombie Infestation. It's a one-in-a-black enchantment. You discard two cards, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. So in order to get a lot of cards in your hand you're gonna have something called treasure hunt which is one in a blue you reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card then put all cards revealed this way into your hand so basically that's why you have a shit ton of lands mm -hmm. you're gonna keep putting all those lands into your hand and then you're gonna want to get a zombie infestation out as quickly as possible so that way when you have all those cards, all you're going to do is just throw those cards away <laughs> to keep creating zombies. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to just eat them all. <laughs> yeah, there was one game where I got this out. Uh, what is it like turn three? And oh, God, I created like 13 zombies <laughs> on the next turn. Just yeah. And the guy just quit. And I don't blame him. I would have, too. It's a really stupid gimmicky deck. It's really easy to interrupt. Um, if I was up against a control deck and they just, you know, counterspelled my treasure hunt or zombie infestation, I'm pretty much done. There's not much else I can do. But so just from right there, from that little example you saw, does this look enticing to play just as or just or enticing to watch? No. Compared to Hearthstone. And I have no idea what extra they can do. Throw it away and start over. <laughs> I actually had a whole episode about that. <laughs> um, talking about what they need to do with Magic the Gathering Online. See, the thing is... It's so, like, just... It's boring. It's boring looking. It looks like it's from the late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like solitaire. <laughs> so, um... Is that bad? Oh yeah, it's it's terrible looking. It's, yeah, it looks like it, it's basically a joke. solitaire. What you're you're just basically yeah. It's no. a joke, but you know what? You know what's sad about it? It makes wizards so much money because people love magic, but they need come on. And people. and that's that's really the okay. So the there are some good things about Magic Online. So where are the graphic designers that are designing the 
designs of this. They're supposedly working on the quote unquote what they call Magic Next, which is going to be the new digital client. It's not going to replace this. It's going to be sort of a in between of Magic Online. It's going to be like a step down. But the great thing about Magic Online, which I do have to admit is good, is we live in an area where there's a lot of game stores. We're, we're lucky. We've got one right down the street. We've got one 30 minutes away from us to where, you know, we can go and play magic, board games, D&D, whatever. Unfortunately, in America's, you know, in rural areas, they're not as lucky with game stores. So Magic Online replaces the physical game stores it can and you can also actually play tournaments in magic online and get yourself to the pro tour or magic worlds you know the top tier tournaments of course that requires a lot of money invested and a lot of time but it is possible so in a way that is good i mean you can also win money from that program too i mean like i i barely invested anything in it but um no, so I mean, that is a way. So, I mean, I do, I, yeah, listeners who know, have listened to my other episodes, they know how I feel about Magic Online. It's a piece of crap, but it does do what it does well, in in a sense, I guess. And But get more creative, come on. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, we're going to find out. What is it, next month or October? I think it's next month is HasCon. You know, what is with every company getting their own convention now? Disney has theirs. Hasbro has theirs. And um, and all these other because stupid conventions. Because that's the best way to bring in the people that are obsessed with their stuff. Like, for real. Don't be talking sense to me. <laughs> Disney is everything to me. Like, I know, I know. Everything. It's in my earliest memories, even the earliest ones that I don't want to remember. It's there. I know, Disney is I know. in every aspect of my life. I was raised a Disney child. I dreamed of being a mouseketeer. All right, all right. We'll, we'll get to Disney. We'll get to Disney soon. That's that's part of that's part of the show. Okay. All right. So back to magic as an esport. Awesome. Back to as a being spectator sport. It still needs a lot of work. Yes. Come on. Step up your game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, like I said, if you've listened to my other episodes, you know how I feel about Magic Online. You know how I feel about Magic as an eSport. It's one of those where... It needs a wow. That That's what it needs. It needs like a wow factor. Like it, it And does it need to be an eSport? I know they're pushing really hard for it to try to be an eSport, but... It's never going to get that wide exception. It's never going to get that, you know, wide audience that it's probably craving. I mean, there are, I could show you right now other esports and you'd be able to follow along just great. I could show you StarCraft when I was obsessed with StarCraft. You still, I can still understand what was happening in StarCraft and I have no idea what StarCraft, I mean, because. I watched you for so long play it. <laughs> I get the basics of it. Yeah, Would you, I ever play it on my own? Hell no. But if I were to show you a professional StarCraft game, yeah. you'd be able to follow along. It's two people, one person. They're both building bases, and whoever's army beats the other wins. That's it. Yeah, but it's like fast. It's like fast-paced. Yeah. It's like boom, 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 nonstop, nonstop, um, nonstop. And then if I were to show you League of Legends, 
which I played I've for watched a little. You play that too, and you'd be able to understand that too. Yeah. It's basically the other team, both teams. One of them's got to destroy the base, and I know that's kind of an unfair assumption because Magic is a card game. It's a physical card game, and it's not that easy to translate to a wider audience, such as StarCraft or League of Legends or even Counter Strike. You know, shooting games like Call of Duty. Call of Duty is really easy to follow along too when watching it professionally played. Um, I mean, hell, you and I used to play it. The <laughs> zombies, mainly. Yeah. Oh, man. She was way better at me at zombies than I ever was. Hand-eye coordination and learning how to shoot a gun at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> She's dangerous, folks. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what more can be said about it. I've said so much about the subject. It's Like I said, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk to my wife about it, mainly. And see what her thoughts were. And she pretty much thinks what a lot of people I've talked to that even not just magic people, but people who, you know, have heard of magic or may have played it, but aren't as deeply invested. It's like, yeah, it's it's not easy to watch. There are even times where I'm watching. Even, you know, legacy or vintage, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And it's because I don't know every single card in Magic. And then when I see some of these decks, like, I, what the hell's going on? How are they winning? And I have to go and look up the deck list and study, like, okay, well, how did these cards interact? And, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, how is a casual player or even a casual viewer going to understand that shit when someone like me who's pretty invested in the game barely <laughs> understands what the hell's going on? But that's all said and done, and that's all magic there. So let's get on to some D&D. This is actually the part I'm excited about, because little did I know, my wife was a LARPer. I've never even LARPed. I played a lot of D&D and a lot of tabletop RPGs as a kid and in college and in high school and all that. But my wife, she took it a step further than me. She LARPed. Yeah, but LARP. LARPing is like playing dress up and then going <laughs> and being an actress. I was both. Like, I was on stage and I was an actor and I can sing and I can, you know, I can't dance for shit. But LARPing is you can dress up as like this mythical creature and then you go around to these other people that are mythical <clears throat> creatures and then you go to this DM that's this almighty DM and he's surrounded by all of <laughs> it's like insane and it's it's like you can ride a unicorn if you can imagine it it's <laughs> that's how it is it's like you're everybody's dressed up and everybody's this character nobody breaks character you break character yet it's like this room that you go into that's non-character room or something like that it's like this big rule and everybody knows the rules and even the newcomers know the rules before you you know because you have to be invited to some of these larps oh yeah and even the school is allowing you to be on their property to do these larps and like it's really crazy um, my first question for you is, what was your first D&D experience, non-LARPing, that you can remember? Uh, 14. Um, I was an elf, a mage. Do you, was it D&D? Yes. Do you it remember was like what, one of the first, you don't, second, do you it was out of the books, like everybody had do this. Do you remember what edition it was? It was like in 2000. So 2000, that would have been... That have been two point five, maybe. It or was it third? When when did third edition? 
was it? Was it? It was 1998 through 2000, 2001, 2002. So third edition came out in 2000. Yeah, so I played so it may second have... and third. Oh, snap. You remember that. I've only ever, before playing fifth edition, the one we're playing right now, I played 2.5, which was advanced D&D second edition or whatever. And then I played. Oh, go back to those books. I remember. This one? Yeah, go back down. That book, too. These? Yeah, those are oh, the books. So, so we're looking at the third edition book. So, yeah, you definitely played third edition then. Yeah, go back up to I've the never other played third, ed- third edition. Yeah, those, those, yes. Okay, yeah, that's second edition. Damn. Yeah, I played both of them. Damn. I, I never had any of the D&D books growing up, but my friends always did. So your first character was a, an elf mage or wizard? or Yeah, it was always something magical, weak, and beautiful. <laughs> but i but was powerful, powerful. <laughs> so ba- basically if i leveled up the, yeah basically if i level up you know i would kick your ass like you know do you remember anything about the story that it was your uncle that oh my you gosh played not with just him. my uncle but my sister and all my sister's nerdy friends and then do you my remember anything about the and, oh, your boyfriends huh? yeah my mm-hmm. boyfriend yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um do you remember anything about the stories you guys did or it was Can you insane. Think it-, it was never anything like dirty, but it was very like everybody had like this adventure, advent, adventure, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> everybody had their own ideas and we had like story logs. Like, do you remember anything about I don't know them? how to describe it, but like everybody had their own like background, like everybody wrote their own sort of like how we have with with your Anastasia like yeah what? but that's pre that's like pre designated for that person we actually had like our own identities these were not just characters these were just these were us these were us in the character so it was it was more attached like okay this was like us playing the characters but we weren't actually going out and playing the characters we were sitting in my living room <laughs> partying but we were <laughs> We were playing D&D and not going out being stupid. <laughs> but do you remember anything about yeah, we would, the stories? Like, or? I mean, I can't really remember. It was so long ago. I mean, come on, you're talking 15 years. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I don't even remember my first um, I mean, we would go on adventures. D&D adventure. We would go on. It was basically, it was nothing modern. Everything was more like taverns and All wenches stuff. and very fantasy dragons and you know caves and kidnapping and murder of course there were, we never really did the whole rape culture thing yeah we were no. never into that it, it, nobody was really talking about that it was more because we had females it was yeah. me my sister then there was like the really really nerdy guy the valedictorian guy the the guy that nobody really talked to but invited to the party because he was, you know, a nerd and, you know, <laughs> the DM. So, <laughs> basically, it was fun. It was really, really fun. Did you ever play any other RPG games besides D&D? Like what? Um, now, I know your uncle was really into Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, I played Vampire. Oh, you did? Yeah. Ooh, do you remember anything about your character? 
like I said, I was always the powerful, sexy, magic person. <laughs> what I'm not today, but you know. The, oh, did I, I ever? Was, and even my sister drew my character, so it made it real. Oh, did I ever tell you about the character I made with your uncle for the vampire? Oh. He was, oh, I don't remember any of the family, because all the vampires are all divided in different families. Yeah, different and factions. All, different families and factions. So I made my vampire like a necromancer yeah. vampire. But I had to give him a background. Like, who who was he before he turned into a vampire? I made him a politician. <laughs> and he was basically Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Yes! <laughs> and it's like... And so I put all his stats. Like, he was not strong at all. But he was very, very charismatic and intelligent and very wise. And... um, But he had, like, no strength or dexterity or anything. And um, he was fun to play. We only did one session... And yeah, then shit happened, which we're not going to discuss because <laughs> it's bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, so you start off with D and D two point five, then three. Tell me about some of your larping. I want. I want to hear about the larping. What'd you wear? What'd you wear? No. <laughs> what do you think I wore? Boots, short skirt, top, gloves. My hair up in a ponytail. Were you an elf? I maid? had a <gasps> yeah, and then elf wizard. Then I had the cloak. Okay. With the hood. Do you remember at all what you guys and then, did? Like or? we did, like we taped like paper points <laughs> to my ears, so I had like elf ears. It was pretty cool. Do you remember anything about? Like, yeah, basically, we'd walk around, and you it would be like you're in a town. It wasn't just like. Sometimes it wasn't even imagination. Sometimes they even had props. You know, different props and stuff like that. So it looked like we were walking through like a tavern and like they had a sign that says like Really? Oh, so you played it like that in depth? Yeah. Where they it was had where they built makeshift three level building. It oh, was shit. USF property. It was the So three they actually had like the makeshift. And, yeah, like this room is like a dungeon room and this room over here and there was an actual guy the head honcho guy like if two players oh, had a problem snap. and <laughs> yeah you would go to the head guy like how many people was it probably 100 whoa okay so this was like a big event then yeah it was at usf you oh, have to be shit. invited um my uncle was like level 40 something and he played um what did he a rogue assassin or something. I don't know. Was this D and D LARPing? Yeah, was it was straight up like I don't know if it was, it was. He did other ones like vampire LARPing and stuff like that. They do it at USF, but it's just um. So I was fourteen or fifteen when I did it, and oh shit, I didn't I didn't know it was like a big event or something. Yeah, Holy I had to be crap. careful. You know, because there's did lots you, of people around. And did you have to like sign up and all that stuff? And no, because he was already oh signed you all up and all yeah, that. Yeah, he was already an event person there. Like he was oh, already snap major player in the game. Like people would res- people bell down to him and respected <laughs> him. And there was this oh, guy shit. named Kane, and um, that's his name, Kane. Um, so his character's name is Kane. And so he would walk around and he was like one of the second or third people and basically, you know, the creators of this event that it brought in all these basically it was like teenagers and, you know, nerds and everybody dressed apart. There was nobody out of character. 
Oh, shit. Everybody was in character. That's crazy. I was like a level one elf mage. And people were like, my uncle was walking around and be like, don't touch her. That's my niece. The elf mage over there. <laughs> and they would be like, yes, master. You know. Oh, God. <laughs> so hardly anybody talked to me. However, <laughs> I did have fun because there was kids my age, you know. Yeah. It's a great way to, but you have to also be careful, you know, creep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, God, I bet there were. Um, 13, 14, me? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty shapely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um, So you're a bigger nerd than I am. I did not realize that when I walked into that lunchroom that I was a bigger nerd than you were. Maybe that's what attracted me to you because I was like, oh, well, I have nerd friends, but I'm also like popular. <laughs> but oh I wasn't God. really popular. I mean, I knew everybody, but not everybody. If somebody mentioned my name, if somebody would know who I was, I was the only person that had that name, so. I was in everybody's group. I dressed like everybody, you know. Yeah, you were definitely way more popular than I was in high school. And now look, you're stuck with me forever. Forever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Yeah. She ripped my heart out when we were in high school. Uh-huh. And did a tap dance on it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe I have. Probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what I talk about half the time. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He, I know. The I earliest, wooed you back. Yeah, wooed me back and swept me off my feet and sang to me. Mm, yes, because we all know I have such a lovely singing voice. Y'all know that. <laughs> They've heard two of my songs already. I have gotten some some good comments on it. Someone actually did. Someone retweeted one of my posts you know linking the song in my youtube channel and actually did like hashtag voice of an angel just like oh god <laughs> you're so adorable you're like more like a show tunesy you are so good at singing like you know oh you know <laughs> oh me, yes. me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no one's slick as me. <laughs> no one's quick as me. Yes. It's all about me. What, what do you think it is called? Magic with Zuby. I love it because Gaston fits you so perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And in, in a sense. Yes. Because I can be fucking arrogant as shit. But then. Yes. I, but he's okay. insecure too. He's totally okay. insecure well, no. too. That's why he has LeFou. Well, no, it's um so this is something that I guess maybe a lot of people get mistaken is because when people who don't know me, like they may hear this podcast like, oh, he's really full of himself or whatever, but then I'm also very self deprecating too at the yes. same time. Where I'm just like, oh, everything I do is absolute shit. You know, I don't even know why I do this podcast. I don't know why I do any of this. But then I'm also like, I'm fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Shit. Fuck yeah. And it's like, yeah, how you doing? He's got two personalities, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, Gaston does fit me. And then other times I'm like, eh, I fucking hate myself. And, you know, blah, 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 all that shit. Like I said, that's why he has LeFou. That's why he punches LeFou. Because <laughs> LeFou brings out the insecurities in him. 
He's like, yeah, yeah. Though I do like the the live action LeFou better. Yeah, because he had more care like personality. He wasn't just a punching bag. Now he didn't punch him at all in that one. Because that would be violence. <laughs> yeah, Gaston was like a dick in the cartoon one. I know, I love it. I mean, he he's a dick in the live action one, but he's remember n- on not stage as much. he was he punched him on stage too on the live. Yeah, one that was that was because funny. it's based off the cartoon. Yeah, and not the live action one. And I loved it because the Gaston on the live one, Luke Evans. No, no, no. On the live stage had real muscles. Oh, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. snap. Oh, I bet you got, you know, a little fluttery. <laughs> yeah. I, did, you see, <laughs> did you see how many pictures I took? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't see how many pictures you took. What the fuck? You better have taken a lot of pictures of that bell because that bell was hot. Yeah, I did. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. We were talking about D&D. Um, so yeah, you're a bigger nerd than I am. Yes. And, um, we are. But I'm cuter. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, um, we are playing D&D now. Mm-hmm. And we're also, well, we're not really, we did play with our kids for a few sessions. It's just really, especially getting the oldest one in the mood to play. But then I don't want to force she's them. she's 14. I know, I know. But it's like, yeah, I know. Every kid's different. She's very, very artistic, though. I love it. Yeah. She is going to be the most... She's not really a gamer or any of that. Yeah, she, she is. She's totally well, into that game that you got her into. Well, no, Last of Us, yeah. But I mean, she... She would rather draw and play piano than play a video game. Yeah. Like if she had it, that's what I mean. If she had a choice between the two, she would rather. Because when I was 14, I was all about, you know, magic and video games and D&D and all that. So like I could do that for hours. But her, that's what I love. She, she. And you know, she would rather read. She Yeah, she would rather read. It's, you know, when we take her phone away from her when she's in trouble, she's like, okay. And just goes and reads a book or draws. It's like. <sighs> You take away the electronics from her and she's not that phase. Yeah, but you can't take away the books and the art because they don't. I know, I get, know. It's like that's what you encourage them to do and she's already doing it. So it's like. I know, but it's still. it. And I'm not saying we're going to take away those things, but it's almost. Because like when we take away the electronics for Zoe when she's bad, oh, it, it's devastating. She just. It's devastating. It is. It's the end of the world. But for, for Jazzy. When we take away her electronics when she's bad, it's like, okay, I'm just going to draw and read. We're like, shit. <laughs> it doesn't affect her that much. She gets it from mm. her mama. Yeah. I didn't have any technology growing up. I had no technology. I know. I didn't get a computer or even have a computer in my house until I was pregnant with our daughter. Or, yeah, pregnant with our daughter. And you told me you didn't yeah. get your first computer, like your own computer until, until I got Until you bought it for me and yeah. I was, what, 26, 7? Something like that. I've only had owned two computers my whole entire life, and I'm 32. So, yeah, we didn't have that, you know. Yeah. I didn't have a camera or even a phone until you got me one. Oh, sorry. I remember that digital camera I bought but you. But even on a phone, an actual smartphone, I'd never had a smartphone before. Not until you yeah, got I it me. Yeah, I remember our first iPhone that we got. We got, like, not the original iPhone. It was the second iPhone we got. It was an iPhone 3. Is the one yeah, that we got. The iPhone 3G. I remember that. Yep. 
I missed God. You the know, phone I, was like the palm of my hand. I was like, I oh my God, you got me a phone. I miss flip phones though. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I, as much as I love my smartphone, especially with my job, it's like, I just want to throw my phone away. But I had one of those ones that was the volleyball one. Yeah. That had, I don't know what that is, but. I don't know. Oh wait, no, that was my Samsung blackjack I gave you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually your first smartphone because that was considered a smartphone. Oh, I guess it was a Windows smartphone, which was terrible. <laughs> but um, all right. So let's get into our next topic here, and that is probably the coup de gras that you, you're going to want to discuss the most, and that's Disney. So in case you didn't hear or mention, or that you even saw me on Twitter, that she and I went to Disney for three days, and we had no kids. We went to Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios in that order. Do you want to talk a little bit about the trip? Um, sure. What do you want to talk about? Um, first of all, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun being with you, and I enjoyed every second of it. Then secondly, it was hot as fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my god. god, it was hot. That was, I think, the only complaint <clears throat> was is it was too hot to really enjoy and explore like, what I wanted to show him. It was like... In the morning time, it was fine. Like, from... Because we got there at open every day. Yeah. And then it was until, like, 11.30. When 11.30, like, 11, 11.30 rolled around, that's when it just started to get... Okay, it's starting to get a little bad now. And then 12 o'clock then roll around... And- then we went and sat down and had a little snack and you know then we had fast passes um so we would wait around for them a little bit it was just really too hot to explore anything like we couldn't really even do the tours we couldn't like find the little hidden mickeys you know i'm one for collecting the pennies and i seen so many penny places and i just didn't even well we also ran out of money too i mean well not money it was we ran out of pennies and and (laughs) coins and i didn't it was like i just didn't even care i just wanted to get out of the sun it was so hot yeah it it was bad we even canceled some fast passes and it just wasn't pleasant but but we did have a lot of fun on we laughed thir- Thursday. We went to Magic Kingdom and we rode what a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Splash Mountain. We did the People Mover mm-hmm. or whatever. And was that it? Was that all we did? As far as rides go, I think that was it. Well, we um, when we first oh the Little Mermaid too. Yeah, we did the Little Mermaid. Um, we pretty much walked because when we walked up, that's when um Gaston was there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did put it on Twitter where I'm taking a picture in front of Gaston's statue. tavern. Yeah, his t- statue in front of the tavern. And he photobombed me in the background, flexing his muscles. And then... <laughs> and then, tell it. When um, he was actually looking at me in the camera picture. When you look at the picture, you can actually see him looking across the fountain at me, taking the picture of my husband. And as soon as I took the picture, he got up left the little kid behind and walked right over to me and was like, oh, I could see you blushing across the fountain. (laughs) And he did like his little eyebrow thing. And then he was like, and he just kept saying I was blushing. And my husband kept talking to him being a smart ass like he is. And Gaston was like trying to woo me away. It was great. It was like 
a wow moment that oh, yeah, you don't he, normally get because you have to wait in line to see yeah. Gaston for like ever. But he was just yeah. randomly walking around and was like, hey, you're cute. And I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't stop. I could barely talk. I was like, <laughs> the only thing I remember he told me was like, oh, so if you want to get in any ride, you know, really quickly, just tell him you know me. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Oh, and then um, one of my Twitter followers and you told me about the cinnamon roll at Gaston's Tavern. The giant Holy cinnamon shit. roll. I do have to say you do get your money's worth out of it because it's like almost five bucks and it is huge. It's like the size of your head. And guys that do dining credits, that do dining plan on Disney, yes, I am punning it. I'm putting in there. I'm like, you know, kind of plugging it up in there. That do the dining plan. It is a snack credit. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Um, I would never do the dining plan because it's not worth it. Because you know what we do is not really worth it. We don't eat that much, and you yeah. have to eat so much, and it's not that worth it for us as and a family. And the food isn't that great there. Um. Because we didn't do like you know the dining plan, because most people go to those places, they it's already paid for. They pay for it a part of their vacation package. So a dining oh, plan okay. is like oh, because we didn't do that last time when we took the kids. We didn't do a dining plan. No, because it was too expensive. It was way too expensive. But if you stay there for seven days and you don't want to worry about money period only for souvenirs if you don't want to worry about that then it's perfect because you get a table service you get snack credits and you get quick service credits so it's a lot easier when you have it planned out and if you want to not worry about money and you already got paid for you know vacation is supposed to be you know so so that was the first bit of Disney magic that happened in that Magic Kingdom. That was day one. <laughs> and um, like I said, we left like around three o'clock or so because it was it was getting to the point where it's like I couldn't stand it. Yeah, anymore. we canceled our last fast pass for um, Thunder Mountain because because it, it was wasn't like, until like four or five o'clock. It was we were way like, too late, and I was like, I just can't stay. I want to stay for fireworks, but I just can't do it. It was just too fucking hot. Yeah, and we got back to the hotel, and we we both like passed out because it was <laughs> it was so hot and. And what gets me is I wasn't, like, physically tired. Like, I could have kept walking and running around the park and all that. And I know you could have, too. But it was that heat just drained us. It's like, what would happen is we would, you know, get some water at one of the free water stations, you know, cool down and all that stuff. Go walk around one section of the park, then have to stop. We're like, oh, my God, it's so bad right now. (laughs) We need to stop. Yeah, but at one point it, it said it was, like, 98 degrees. And the feel like was 107. I was like, holy yeah. shit. That's yeah, why we that- can barely breathe. The humidity. Yeah. And I I got into the park and I was barely past halfway down Main Street. And I was like, oh, it's going to be hot today because you could feel the sweat trickling already yeah. right and down. That, that I was, was like, holy before crap. Before nine o'clock. Yeah. It wasn't even. <laughs> it was 98 degrees before nine. It was yeah, crazy. It was bad. Um, so then day two, we went to Animal Kingdom, and I had never been to Animal Kingdom before. So we had, you know, expectations. Yeah. Um, we we went to Pandora first. That Because I scored a Navi River ride, and that is extremely hard to get. And... I actually enjoyed that ride. I enjoyed it better than I thought, and now it's make, made me want to watch the movie, finally. Yeah. And actually sit down and try and watch it, try to muster my way through it i love avatar 
I've always loved that movie. I was excited to see it in theaters when it happened. I was excited. I'm excited that they built the ride. I'm excited they built the world. The world is so beautiful. I didn't it get is. to see it at night, but I will. And when I do, I will take pictures yeah. and I will post them. But I loved everything about Pandora. You know, I really enjoyed it, but it was really small, though. Yeah, it, but I mean, come on. But but it did look. I love that whole little rock formation they had, and that flight of the banshee ride. Holy, it was it was the line was out of it's the section. Of, it's not flight of it's not flight of banshee. It's flight of passage. Flight of passage. Whatever. And it was impossible, not 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 even possible at all to get a fast pass for it. Absolutely, will not wait three hours for a ride. I will wait next year when it's not as popular. Yeah. Bay, but that the line was outside of Pandora. But I also it was heard that long that it was amazing, like amazing. But it's if you not have, that amazing for three hours. No, nothing <laughs> is amazing for three hours. I will wait an hour for a ride that I really want to ride. No more than an hour. If not, I'll fast pass it or wait randomly and go on a Tuesday when nobody's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and then um. And then we had some nice little drinks at Pandora. The I had the margarita, whatever it's called. And then I had the Night Blossom, which was amazing. It looked really cool. It was it tasted okay to me, but you definitely liked it a oh lot. My God, but I love like the my... margarita one. That was definitely and it it did put a nice start to the day because it's like you know you get a little relaxed and have a little booze in you but <laughs> goddamn was it expensive <laughs> yeah it cost us like twenty dollars just for two drinks and, yeah but i got the little lotus flower inside of it that lit up which was like quote-unquote a souvenir <laughs> yeah it 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 added like extra four dollars to the drink I know, I know, but still, it's like, It was Jesus. my birthday week. It's like this little piece of crap plastic thing costs four bucks. It's... Ugh, it was worth it to see it in the yeah, cup it, and it take did, pictures, it did look cool. and then yeah. the little bubbles were like strawberry and passion fruit, and just so good. It was so yeah. good. So then we, the next ride we went on after the Navi River ride was the Kilimanjaro Safari. Our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so tell them what happened during that ride. Basically, we were going around and we were seeing all the animals and we saw like the animals with the giant horns and we seen, of course, my favorite, the elephants. And then we seen alligators and we seen... No, crocodiles on alligators. Oh, I said alligators. Yeah. Okay. It, well, we And seen, they were huge crocodiles too. Not just little ones. They were like huge these were wild animals like yeah. they have them out there just doing their own thing like oh and they, and they did that part where you drive over the bridge and they pretend it breaks yeah and, and some people complain about it thinking it's real and it's really not real no, I know. <laughs> but it's great we went around <laughs> and we seen like where the elephants actually like rub their tusks and we saw the cheetahs the cheetahs up in the corner and then we they... seen the warthogs and yeah we saw hippopotamus hippopotamuses what and they called a float i think no a bloat a bloat a group of them is called a bloat and then <laughs> we seen what else did we see um we seen warthogs that were sleeping yeah. hyenas that were sleeping and we didn't see any lions though. nope because they were sleeping um what else did we see ostriches we yeah. saw freaking 
ostriches. And they're assholes, by the way. Complete assholes. <laughs> Not only did they step in front of our truck, but they stood at the head of the staring contest for 10 minutes. We had had every single truck that is involved in the ride behind us. Yeah. Because of so, this one ostrich. This one ostrich just stepped out in front of our truck and was like fluffing his feathers and wanted to fight the truck. Basically was like It's like come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Come, come at, me, at bro. me, bro. You wanna fight? You come wanna at fight? Me, bro. And it was like his mouth was wide open, his eyes were staring at us, and he kept going, Come at me, bro. Come at me. Like if you could see my neck, I'm like wiggling up and down up like, and down. Come at me, bro. Because it was looking at us and then not only did that one step in the front, but Three more came because yep. a giant rhinoceros. Well, well, no, well, <laughs> no. Before the them. rhino, the other three ostriches went off to the other trucks. Yeah. Then, then those other trucks scared them, and they came to us. Yeah. Literally right next to you. Yeah. They came and you scooted over a little I got bit. You're like amazing pictures because yeah. they were getting like a little too close to the truck. You know, they're not supposed like, to stop the trucks. Yeah. At all, they're like, not supposed you, to stop at you all. You could have reached out and touched them. Yeah. That's how close they got. It could have pecked me. Yeah, and then the freaking. A, a white rhinoceros comes up too, yep. <laughs> scares off the other three ostriches, and the and rhino's just hanging like, around. He like, was less than what? I don't know, a yardstick away from the truck? Yeah, I got some really good pictures of him. Yeah, he was super, super close. So basically, we sat there for 10 minutes, held up the entire ride, and it was like one of the highlights because these ostriches surrounded our truck and was like, come at me, bros. Come at me. And it took three, not one, not two, but three trucks to move this ostrich out yeah, the fucking way. Because what they, they try not to, you know, spook them or anything because yeah, they're wild, they're wild animals. animals. It's it basically Disney has these animals on their quote unquote reserve. So if a lion wants to go eat something, they're going to go eat it. It's not like they have them blocked off. Yeah, there, there's like, no cages or anything like no, that blocked if, off. I mean, at least from what we could tell. These animals made this habitat themselves. Yeah. They just put them on the land and kind of started, you know, they do are human. They are human, you know, but they try to have as little contact as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, it took three trucks to scare off that ostrich. Yeah. That ostrich was an asshole. And then it just sort of walked away like, yeah, fine, fuck you. Yeah, screw you guys. And fluffed his feathers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so we got off that ride. Um, and Then we went on the walk. Didn't uh, we go on the walk before? Yeah, the walk before where we saw the bunch of birds and saw the gorillas. Birds and like a big ass silverback and its little family and baby. Yeah, I felt kind of bad. They looked sad. Yeah, they did look sad. It was also probably because it's really hot. But um, and then we went over to Asia, and I okay, I gotta say, and people are gonna take this wrong or whatever. But when I thought it was gonna be Asia, I thought it was gonna be more Oriental theme. But no, they it's decided to be more Indian theme, which isn't bad. But it was all like the the gross looking parts of India. Like, you know, they wash their clothes in the river. Yeah. Their clothes are hanging on lines above you. And then they had like, oh, look at this little building that was put together, like this little monument. And those things were really nice and stuff. But I was looking more for authentic, less. Well, it, it was more authentic. It was, it was just the, less... the gross parts of India. It's. Which I guess 
you dirt know, roads, baskets on your head, which I, I guess that I mean that I guess that is you know the culture? Indian culture. Yeah, but it's I don't know. I mean, like when there's when you, so much more to Asia than just that, though. Yeah, I was surprised. But then again, you also have to think Epcot. Yeah, Epcot does have the more Oriental theme. Mm-hmm. But um, no, why couldn't they just show the good-looking parts of a- or India? I don't know. Maybe because well, you also uh, Mount Everest. Everest is that yeah, ride the is, Himalayas is and right all that. past that. Which we didn't even get to go on that. Did you see how long that fast pass line was? It was almost to the bridge. Yeah, it was the fast worth pass it. line, not even the regular line. And, and plus, s- you were scared. We sat next to it, and I watched this ride, and there was no way I was so scared to get on this ride. I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. Not even by myself. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Like it looks so scary and then like these kids are screaming like it just i couldn't handle it i couldn't handle it and it was so freaking hot yeah it was hotter that day than at magic kingdom i couldn't Um, handle it it was so like we even left earlier at that part because one animal kingdom is small and then when we ate lunch at that crappy well i had a crappy lunch um i just had like an entree because i was so hot and we we stayed stayed there at that little restaurant for, like for almost an hour or for mm-hmm. over an hour and we were just and then it rained and then it the rain made it worse yeah and then we were just like let's just go home and then we or not home but back to the hotel and we just passed out again and then saturday was hollywood <laughs> studios and that was my favorite day yeah cuz we did everything star wars yeah pretty much we did everything star wars the first thing we did was go try to ride Rock and Roller Coaster, um, the Aerosmith one. And, of course, it was shut down. Yeah, which was bullshit. Pissed me off because every other day it is open. But the day that I'm there, it was yeah, not. Yeah, because it was open yesterday. It was open every day since. So I really want to ride it because I know we can ride it. And it goes upside down. It's one of the... One of the the two rides that go upside down in um, Disney World. I think it's one of the two. Okay. But anyways, I wanted to ride it so bad because I've never ridden it. And I haven't gone to Hollywood Studios since I was like 14 or 15. Oh, that's right. You have been there before. Yes. Just once. When it was still MGM yeah, or something like MGM that. Yeah, MGM Studios. Yeah, so. 15 years we're talking. <laughs> we got to meet Kylo Ren. Yes. We got to meet BB-8. Yes. We did the little, quote-unquote, movie, movie ride. Yeah, yeah, we did the great movie ride. Yeah. Yeah, the great movie ride. Before and then, it closes, August. And then 13th is Aww. the last day. Um, so tell them about the last piece of Disney magic that happened. So we're waiting in line for the film, and just randomly, two stormtroopers walk by, and he points, of course, me out in the crowd. Which is like the third time. So it's basically, I was like, is there more pixie dust? Holy <laughs> shit. So this guy is like talking about, he points me out and was like, I can't remember what he said. What what he says, he say? he's like, we, we got to look out for rebel traders. You know, they could be hiding amongst us. And then I go, I'm like, yep, definitely this one pointing at my wife. And of course, as he's walking away, the stormtrooper, my husband has to say my wife right here. And the guy walking past us, he's like, affirmative. That would be affirmative. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh. And everybody's staring at me and everybody's chuckling and laughing. It and, was hilarious. But it I was love it. 
every time I go to Disney World, there is somehow, some way, Disney magic, Disney magic mm-hmm. dust, all that pixie dust like creeps in. And it's either me giving the pixie dust or me receiving the pixie dust. And I think me receiving it is awesome, but giving it is like even more awesome. But I guess all the times I've given it, I got it back like three times fold and it was amazing. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, every single park we had like this little extra. Yeah, and it was nice. It was oh, I think I um I think I pissed off Kylo Ren a little bit. I mean, not really pissed him off, but when he was telling us like, oh, you know, you guys want to join the first order or whatever, and I just kept on going like, nope, for the Empire. For the Empire. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck the first order. It's Empire all the way. Fuck the rebels. Fuck the clone troopers. It's Empire. The Empire did nothing wrong. <laughs> Think about it. Luke Skywalker, he's a terrorist. He's a terrorist. He's a terrorist traitor. No, we're not going to get into the Star Wars here. But um, So then we also did the Indiana Jones, which I was surprised at how fun that was, actually. That was amazing. They bring people out of the crowd and make them extras. One of them was a plant, though. Yeah, and that was awesome. And then um, then after that, we did Beauty and the Beast, My which favorite. I loved it. I loved it. Of course, there were there was a bunch of uh, people that didn't have such dry eyes <laughs> in the crowd at the end. There was that little boy in front of us crying. <laughs> oh, it was him. so adorable. He was crying and he was his face was like an all and he was like. Oh, and you could see his little sister going, it's okay. And his mom was going, oh, and the dad looked over and was like, oh, so they were all very supportive of this little kid that was crying over Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, I know how you feel. Yep. And then I saw a lady like a little bit away from him actually crying, too. And it's that I I really enjoyed that Beauty and the Beast thing. And then, um, yeah, then we did the Turner classic movies. Um. And then we stayed there until like what four or five o'clock, and because it started raining right after we got off the movie ride. Right after we got off the movie ride, we went into the bathroom, and as soon as I came out of the bathroom, it was like sunshine and rainbows. And then I walked out of the bathroom, it was like torrential downpour. I'm like, what the fuck? But it wasn't lightning. It wasn't lightning. So you know, me being a Florian, and I sucked it up. Was like, let's just go. And of course, us being the only ones in the rain. I was walking down the middle of it, stomping in puddles, jumping and splashing and looking at people. And I was telling them, you know, you want to be like me. You know, you want to be like me. And I was splashing them with puddles. And of course, they're smiling and telling me to fuck off with their eyes. But I was splashing them. <laughs> I was like, you know, you want to get out of that poncho. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in ponchos. <laughs> yeah. We didn't buy any ponchos. But, um, no, Kitty. Stop it, Kitty. But she can't help it. She loves I know. you. Look she's, at her. She's all freaking ruffled up. Yeah, <laughs> Prim has been the star of this podcast, um, VCR Gaming and So Your Father's an Erd, because she likes to interrupt and just be like, all right, stop everything. I'm I'm wanting love right now. But, um, so that was our last bit of Disney magic. That was our last day at Disney. Then the next day, that Sunday, we just woke up. We're like, all right, let's go home. Because I know we talked about trying to go to Disney Springs, yeah. and I knew it wasn't going to happen. We did three theme parks in three days, back to back to back, and I didn't even think I was going to make it through one. So, yeah. 
I'm just proud of us. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, then when we got back that Sunday, it's like I didn't do anything the rest of that day. And that, and then I took off Monday of this week, and I just didn't do anything. I wanted to mow the lawn, but it rained. Every day since. Yeah, it's been really annoying because my grass <laughs> is getting really long right now. So maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have mowed the lawn. <laughs> I know I complain about it, but I actually enjoy doing it. It's, it's just, you know, I don't like doing it when it's wet. But um, so that is pretty much it for the Disney trip. Um, I'm I'm already planning another trip. Yeah, I know you are. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go on to Q and A here, questions and answers, and this one is from the Digital Soup. They are another podcast, and just give a shout out to the Digital Soup. Go check them out; they're pretty cool. Um, if you wanna read that says you may have answered this in the past but i'd love to hear what it was that initially got you interested in magic and what about it that keeps you playing so i know i have said <clears throat> i know i've talked about this story but when i was about 10 9 10 or 11 i don't remember what exact age it urza saga had just came out and do you you know that card shop right there in front of our house pretty mm -hmm. much yep um that was like that used to be all sports cards when sports cards were huge um you know baseball football cards and i remember going there i don't even remember why we went there it was my mom and i and but i remember they just had a little display of magic cards and that's all they had and i may have pro i probably said something to my mom like oh cool you know i want i want these or whatever and she bought me a booster pack or two and that was it that was how it got me into playing. And back then, um, that that was the only place you could get magic cards. And you, we probably get them at Walmart or something like that. I don't remember. But there was no place to play magic like we do now. So we would play at, you know, my house or my buddy's house or whatever. And one of the things we always struggled to get were basic lands. Um, you know how I have, like, you know, tubs full of basic lands? Yeah. Um. We struggled to even get those because you couldn't just buy basic lands like you can now. I mean, you could back then, maybe, but... You're a kid. You can't yeah. really drive. <laughs> so, so we... I remember trading for basic lands back in the day. Like, I'll give you these cards for some basic lands because I need some swamps and I don't have enough swamps. I'd have to use other basic lands and, you know in lieu of, you know, using planes instead of swamps and vice versa, whatever. So I remember doing that as a kid and I remember trading at school and then I quit, I quit playing. And then I came back during Kamigawa Ravnica. Um, then I quit again and came back for good was, um, it had to have been around M 13, maybe Innistrad just came out. And I remember what really started it was back in our old shitty apartment. <laughs> I brought down the little box of magic cards and I started sorting them. And then you and I used to play on our bed, um, like almost every night for a while there. And then when we moved here, we started playing some more, like right at the desk over there. And I'm pointing like you guys can see. <laughs> um, and then I built you this badass angel deck. And while I was, and I, at the time, it was like a deck that seemed unbeatable because I could not freaking beat it with the cards I had. And I eventually did make a deck to be able to beat it, but it was very, 
it was very um dependent on whether or not I get it, it, it was fast enough to beat you. Um, so then that's pretty much what cemented me to keep playing. And then you sort of pushed me to go play with other people at stores and all that. Well, and you needed the social, you know. Yeah. And you need uh, to be social. I know. It's one of my downfalls where <laughs> I'll just not be social at all. And then I'll be like, yeah. And then you get that stupid social anxiety where you're like, okay, I want to go and play, but I'm like, I don't really want to deal with people or, yeah. you know. But um, so you pushed me to go do draft at the store I go to now, and um, so that's really what cemented it. But what about it keeps me playing is a lot of it is I love collecting the cards. I love the artwork. Um, I love the game itself because it's so much fun to play, and it's there's a lot of strategy involved. And I love strategy games. I love being strategic and and. It sort of goes hand in hand with StarCraft because StarCraft's a real-time strategy game, but these hands are not as quick as what they used to be. I can't play StarCraft at the level I used to anymore. So Magic almost kind of replaces that in a sense where I don't have to be quick in order to play it. Like, I don't have to have really quick actions per minute or anything like that like you do in StarCraft. So it's it definitely replaces that competitive itch for me. And that's what keeps me playing. So let's go on to the next one. It's from Maganista66. How does the game help families who play together? Um, I think how it helps families is you're spending time with each other. And that's always one of the more important things. And you're not watching tv you're not in front of electronic device like yesterday how i talked about early in the podcast where zoe and i i got home and i'm like you know i want to play some magic and zoe and i are playing and she had a blast playing she was beating my butt and then i beat her butt and she just had a ton of fun and but it also teaches her I mean, it teaches her basic math. It teaches her basic reading because I make her read every single card she puts out. Mm -hmm. And um, it te it's she doesn't grasp the strategy part of it. And that's not going to come till later on. I mean, she understands the basics of the game, but she's not going to be able to grasp the strategy part of it until she gets older. But I mean, it helps families just spend time together. Um, I mean, I know me and Jazzy will play once in a while. I mean, teenager. <laughs> it's, she's not really into it, but she does like playing when she, she's because in the mood. Because she, she likes that time with you. It's, yeah. It's that individual focused time, and then you're teaching them at the same time. You're teaching them, you know, team. You're teaching them being a part, you know, this is what daddy loves. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you're teaching them, you know, you're just teaching them. Yeah, and just being with them, yeah, which is the important thing. And then when you and I play, but you're also when you play D and D with her, you're also talking to her about just not. Did I just say D and D? Yeah, D and D. When you're playing magic with her, you're also talking about a lot more than just magic. Yeah, you know, you're asking her questions, you're digging into her little <laughs> bubble, her treasure trove. <laughs> um, and then when you and I play magic. Last time we played, we played my cube and you whooped my butt. 
freaking BS. And then when I wanted to play you again, you're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she always does that shit. Like, she'll win a game or two in a row. And I'm like, all right, all right, we'll play this third game. And I know I can beat you. And you're like, nope, I'm done. Because <laughs> you don't want to lose that winning streak. No, it's like, you know, nothing's going to cover up my sparkle. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next question here. Okay, from Bam Deadstroke. If you could ban or unban Unban. one card from any format, which would it be and why? If I could ban or unban one card from any format, what would it be and why? I mean, the easy one would be modern saying Splinter Twin, because I know a lot of people say that. That'd be the easy one. Um, I would say for being cheeky, <laughs> and this is just a personal preference because I love playing elves, especially a modern legacy. I would say unban glimpse of nature for modern. And I don't, while it would make elves very, very good, I don't think you would be able to... Well, it it would I guess it would make modern elves a little bit too close to legacy elves, but you don't have Deathrite Shaman. I unbanning Deathrite Shaman, a one mana planeswalker essentially, that's too powerful and it should stay banned. Um But if you unban Glimpse of Nature, you would basically be enabling elves to get a fast start, but it's still very susceptible to board wipes like Anger of the Gods and um sweltering suns now too and whatever else you know damnation or wrath of god so it's not perfect but i would love to see glimpse of nature unban and then take my modern elf deck and make it cheeky out of that (laughs) do do some little craziness make it a little even better um so that's what i would unban there and my wife's looking at me like i have no idea what you're saying (laughs) la di da all right, here we go. Next From one. At Total MTG, what's the deck that's going to take the Mighty Red down? So what he's talking about is a standard. Um, there is the current dominating standard deck called Ramunap Ramp, which is based off a card called Ramunap Ruins, which is um, it's it's a mono red deck that took down the Pro Tour. So what deck do I think is going to take it down? Um. Shit, that's hard to say. Let me pull up the... Let me... No, not MTG cast. Come on. Let me pull up MTG Goldfish. Let me just see what's in the meta right now for standard. Um, So, Ramanop Red is the current... Wow, 20% of the meta right now? Holy shit. They better not ban something because it's just getting ridiculous. So, we got Mono Black Zombies, which is still really popular. Green Black Energy or Black Green Constrictor. Those are two really good decks. And even Teamer Energy had a pretty good showing as well. Um, I mean, right now, it's... What's popular in the meta right now is all aggro decks, which is to be expected right after a pro tour. So it's what I think is going to happen and evolve is either blue red control is going to evolve to stop it. Or in my case, I want some Grixis control. Ha. Um, what I'm, what I'm running right now, that, that Nicol Bolas, you know, God Pharaoh type shit. 
Um, Long live Nicobolus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I think Black Green has a really good chance of stopping it because it's just such a good, it can not only be a good early game deck, but really good mid to late range, especially if you let those counters get out of control. But I think even team or energy can be good against it as well. So I think it's going to be one of those decks that will stop it. Um, and then our last question of the night. From at life begins at 20. If you could add any one card to your cube, what would it be? No matter the cost. So life begins at 20. I've had him on the podcast and he's the one who got me building that cube. That is then, awesome. And um, I've also had total MTG on the podcast too. Um, shout out to both of them. They're really cool um, magic content creators. Check them out. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. If you have already not, um, definitely worth it. For both of them so if i could add any one card to my cube no matter the cost i mean the easy answer would be one of the power nine like black lotus or one of the mox diamonds or one of the moxes i mean or you know ancestral recall but i feel like that's too easy of an answer so if i really had to choose a card no matter the cost um god that is tough because it's easy to say any of the lands but that's boring like any of the real dual lands or one of the expensive fetch lands. Um, even though the card isn't that expensive now, but I'm still never really going to buy one unless, you know, I trade for it. I'd probably say what would probably fit well in my cube right now is Tarmogoyf. And just so my wife understands what Tarmogoyf is, she doesn't know Tarmogoyf, which is one of probably. Why isn't it showing up? Tar, okay, oh, tar Tarmogoyf, not Tarma. So Tarmogoyf is a one in a green creature. It's a Lurgoyf creature. Tarmogoyf's power is equal to the number of card types among cards in all graveyards, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. So in my cube, I have ways of where you just throw your cards away, and then you get them back from your graveyard, and Tarmogoyf would go perfect for something like this. Um... It is a card right now that is about what is it sixty to seventy bucks. Holy shit! But it's it's way it's probably the cheapest it's been in years though. Wow. Yeah. So I mean that seems like a lot, but babe, I have cards worth more than that. Um, but that would probably be the card I would add right now to my cube. Um, that may change. That answer may change as I'm working but on. That's the card that you would have right now. Yeah. What what is the most expensive card let's do it that way that i would want mm -hmm. in it i don't know because as the cube stands right now it would be tarmogoyf but it, it the cube is going to be changing as i add another 180 additional cards so once i get done with that and i'm still slowly working on it my answer may change so right mm -hmm. now it'd be tarmogoyf so that is it for the Q&A. Um, thank you, everybody, for throwing me those questions. I really enjoy doing it. Um, it's a lot of fun answering those questions. Um, so that wraps it up for the podcast. I want to thank my lovely wife, Mrs. Zuby, for being on with me and talking to me about magic and D&D &D and especially Disney, which I know she really enjoyed. Um, so if you have any other questions for me or even for my wife, um, you can shoot them to me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby. 
Um, I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash magicwithzuby. Our email is mtgzuby at gmail.com. Magic Zuby can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. We're also on podcastradionetwork.net every Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern. Definitely check it out. It's awesome that we're on the air. Um, they also have a lot of other cool podcasts. And mentioning other cool podcasts, that I am also on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com. Definitely check them out, too. They've got a lot of awesome podcasts that... If you are a geek like me, there's definitely something out there for you on that network. Um, so I think that about wraps it up. Um, and like I said, I want to thank you again, Mrs. Zuby. Thank you. And everybody have a great night, all right? Bye. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. Well, that's all right because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna stand. I can't tell you what it really is I can only tell you what it feels like And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe I can't breathe but I still fight While well, I can fight As long as the wrong feels right It's like I'm in flight High off a law, drunk from my hate It's like I'm huffing pain I love her the more I suffer I suffocate right before I'm about to drown She resuscitates me She fucking hates me And I love it Wait, where you going? I'm leaving you No you ain't come back We're running right back Here we go again so insane, cause when it's going good, it's going great I'm Superman with the wind in his back She's Lois Lane, but when it's bad, it's awful I feel so ashamed, I snap, who's that dude? I don't even know his name, I laid hands on him I never stoop so low again, I guess I don't know my own strength Just gonna stand there and watch me burn But that's alright, because I like the way it Just as bad as mine is You're the same as me When it comes to love You're just as blinded Baby, 
baby, please come back It wasn't you, baby, it was me Maybe our relationship isn't as crazy as it seems Maybe that's what happens when a tornado meets a volcano All I know is I love you too much to walk away though Come inside, pick up your bags off the sidewalk Don't you hear sincerity in my voice when I talk? Told you this is my fault, look me in the eyeball Next time I'm pissed, I'll aim my fist at the drywall Next time, there will be no next time I apologize even though I know it's lies I'm tired of the games, I just wanna back I know I'm alive, if she ever tries to fucking leave again I'ma tie her to the bed and set this house on fire I'm just gonna, gonna.